0: Hi kids, I'm Bill Allerton. I have to say that I'm very pleased and gratified by the level of support you've given for Sir Tingley and the Quest for the Dargon. I hope you enjoy it. And so many of you seem to have already. And I thought it was about time that I put you something else on here because uh, it's been up there a while now, Sir Tingley and the Quest for the Dargon. And you've been very patient if you've been waiting for something else. So right now I'm going to give you four poems and a short story. They are Ifty and the Birthday Present, which is a short story, Grandad and the Dentist, and two How poems, which is How Purr Found His Cat and How Tree Got His Bird. These were written in about 2002 when I worked with Cheryl Lane Junior School, uh, working with the kids in Y2 who were an absolutely amazing bunch and inspired me to write these. So I hope you enjoy them. So we'll begin with Ifty and the birthday present. ifty had a birthday present. It was bright red with yellow stripes. When he'd unwrapped it, there were pieces in the middle that all seemed to be broken. Perhaps the postman has dropped it, thought ifty He looked at it and looked at it again but there didn't seem any way that it could work, so he threw the pieces in the bin. The present was just fine without them. Ifty climbed into it and played and played with it until he was afraid he would wear it out. Just as he thought that he might, another idea would come to him. Perhaps this time he would be tobogganing down a steep mountain with people waving as he flashed by, or dashing around a curved track in a fast car, to the smell of petrol and the noise of the crowd roaring in his ears. Sometimes Ifty closed his eyes and flew over sands and pyramids where camels plodded in the bright sunshine. He could feel the sun on his wings and the wind in his hair. Then before you knew, he'd be trundling through jungle and forest, his tracks rolling over anything. Occasionally, He curled up in it and slept in a way that he hadn't since he'd been too big for his old cot. He would wake up to find himself underwater sailing a submarine through the silent deep. His hands would turn the periscope and ring a bell as he watched out for the dogfish and the cat. At other times, his boat would skip across the water, just tipping the tops of the waves and bouncing him up and down. Then he would be the fire engine, with sirens blaring and lights flashing. His tyres would squeal and he would honk the horn loudly, and people would see how brave and fearless he was. One morning, Ifty found himself lost in space. All around him was blackest night, but in it shone a million stars. Below him Ifty could see the earth as it spun slowly. Ifty want a ground control, he said, I can see my house coming in to land, and with a whoosh and a roar of rocket engines and a wide swish of wings through the air, Ifty landed safe and sound on his own front room carpet. "'Ifty!' said "Mom, "'Telephone for you!' "'Oh, hello, Uncle,' said Ifty. "'Thank you for the present.' "'Have you put the kit together yet?' asked his uncle. "'Oh!' said Ifty in surprise. "'I didn't know it was a kit, "'but I've had great fun with the box all week.' "'I think that now we'll go on to Grandad and the Dentist.' Oh, you really ought to listen to this story, because there is something of a moral to it. Uh, I can't say that I've always stuck to it, but I do try. Grandad and the Dentist When I went to visit with my Grandad Bill, a letter arrived that made him feel ill. When he opened up the envelope, it went through him like a drill, for inside it was a very, very large dentist's bill. This can't be mine. The address is wrong. They must mean North Street South. And he opened up a brand new box and popped a chocolate in his mouth. I'll make a drink. We'll go and see. They're only in the town. Bill put three sugars in his tea and gulped it all straight down. We walked towards the nearby stop and I didn't make a fuss as we called in at the old sweet shop for something to eat on the bus. "'I'll have one of those,' said Bill. "'No, two, no, three of each, "'some wine-gums, pastels, chewing-gum, "'and a great big chocolate peach, "'a ripple twirl, a crunchy twist, a toffet bar, "'a sherbet dip, a very sticky, leaky lolly, "'and a vanilla walnut whip, a lucky bag, a nugget bar, "'a few gobstoppers, too. "'It's not far on the bus to town,' he said. "'I think that those will do.' "'Bill sat and ate.' and paid our fare, as the bus, it trundled on. Only wrappers left, when we got there. The sweets, they had all gone. Sit in my chair, the dentist said. Looks like you need a rest. I think you've put some weight on, and there's chocolate on your vest. It's about this bill, my granddad said. I think you've got it wrong. Let's look again, the dentist said. It does seem rather long. Now, "'What's it say?' he read aloud. "'Oh, I remember now. "'So much plaque came off your teeth I sent out for a plough. thirty gallons of pink mouthwash, a new pneumatic driller, "'an electric jack to prop your mouth, and three big bags of filler. "'A mining team dug out the holes to give your smile a beam.' When they got lost, I had to call the pothole rescue team. Dinerod, a sniffer dog, three new lengths of rope, a homing pigeon, rubber gloves, and a letter from the Pope. I don't remember this, said Bill. Your excuse is quite pathetic. You wouldn't know, the dentist said. You were under anaesthetic. It's not my fault, the dentist said, so sit there and be quiet. To prevent big bills from mending teeth, you now must change your diet." I hardly eat a thing, said Bill, and sweets are such a sticky fuss. I rarely touch them, if at all, except one, maybe, for the bus. I think what happens, said old Bill, and it fairly makes me seethe, is that late at night when I'm asleep, someone else uses my teeth. They fill my mouth with sweets and things, make me chew them till they're soft. I never hear them leave the house. They must live in the loft. I don't know who they are, for I'm always fast asleep, and I don't hear their footsteps when down the stairs they creep. But I'll stay awake tonight, and I'll find out. I will. But we know who already, don't we?
1: Grandad Bill.
0: Thank you. And that was Grandad and the dentist. I hope you enjoyed that. So, just remember that if you are having trouble with the dentist, the answer lies within your own hands, or should I say, within your own mouth. Now, this is the first of a couple of how-to poems, and this is How Purr Found His Cat. How Purr Found His Cat The noises all were out to play on a trip down to the beach. There was bang and boom and rat tat and little sister screech. Her tagged along, although he was a quieter kind of noise, and couldn't make the people jump unlike the bigger boys. Bang! Heard a passing car backfire. I'll ride with them, said he. Boom! Heard a cannon start the race and took a yacht to sea. rat Jumped up with glee when he heard a marching band. I'll march along with these, said he, and give the drum a hand. Little sister caught the bus that stopped just by the beach. Goodbye, she waved, and as she left, made every tire screech. Per looked around. He was alone. It all seemed quieter now. Then out across the beach, he heard a single sad meow. He saw a kitten in the sand, its claws caught in a net, and if Per didn't rescue him, he soon would be quite wet. Purr rushed across to help him, and tried to stop the tide, but water would not listen, and just washed Purr aside. Kit's fur was black, his face was white, he wore a worried frown, for the tide was coming in now, and he would surely drown. Poor Kit was struggling hard, and now half-buried in the sand. He gave one desperate last meow for a friend to lend a hand. Purr saw his chance, and as poor Kit opened his mouth wide, Purr closed his eyes, and with one leap he jumped straight down inside. He found the middle of the cat, and curled himself around, Then gave poor Kit his very, very loudest purring sound. The sand began to fall away, As Kit began to shake, he'd never known such happiness as the sound that Purr could make. Happy now, not frightened, he put his claws away and clambered from the fishing net to live another day. Thank you, said Kit. Thank you, said Purr, for i found where I should be, and I'm happy here inside you, said Kit. Then stay with me. But cats are curious, said Purr, and they do like to be free, and if you get in trouble, what becomes of me? Cats are free, said Happy Kit, and we like to have our fun, but remember, we're born with nine lives, and I've used up only one. Then I'll stay with you, Purr said, run with you when you play. Kit said, now I'm so happy I could purr. So that is how Purr found his cat. And I think we'll finish up now with the second How poem, which is How Tree Got His Bird. This is a song or a poem about seasons, and trees are seasonal, birds are seasonal. As you know, birds fly south for the winter, most of them. Trees have leaves which they shed all over the ground. And I thought, what a wonderful idea to combine the two. So this is how Tree got his bird. Tree was swaying softly in the early autumn rain when he heard a song and stopped to listen, then heard it once again. He looked beneath his branches and saw their sheltering bird. That Is the saddest song, sighed Tree, that I have ever heard. Bird looked up. I am tired, sang she, though I did the best I could. I can only hop upon the earth, and now I am splashed with mud. Then rest, sighed Tree, and close your eyes, and lay upon the ground. I'll spread my branches over you to keep you safe and sound bird closed her eyes and fell asleep to dream of light and air and clouds that filled the rushing sky and dreamed herself up there an autumn breeze took hold of tree and shook his head so tall and as his branches bowed and swayed his leaves began to fall they fell in autumn colors a red and gold, and brown, and covered up the little bird as she lay on the ground. Bird was warm beneath the leaves, and the mud dried hard at last, and as the sun awoke she found the leaves were stuck quite fast. Bird stood up and spread her wings, admired herself with glee, where before had only been dark mud, where the colours "'of the tree.' "'She hopped and jumped and flapped her wings "'and quickly left the ground. "'Thank you, dear tree,' she sang out loud, "'for this new joy I have found. "'Birds sang into the sun's bright face "'of life and light and air "'and birds that filled the rushing sky "'and found herself up there. "'You kept me safe,' sang Bird, "'and I thank you for my wings.' Thank you, side-tree, for every tree should have a bird that sings. I'll stay with you, bird sang out loud, and together we will sing. Not so, side-tree, for winter comes, and you must take to wing. These leaves are yours, sang little bird, without them I can't fly, but I cannot take them with me into the rushing sky. Take my leaves, The old tree sighed. Fly with them on your wing. Fly off to other warmer lands. But come back here in spring. Birds sprang aloft and cried aloud to the others in the sky who came and sang of other trees and how they too had learned to fly. Tree watched them head towards the sun and the warmth in waiting there. While autumn winds wound through his twigs in the darkly cooling air. All winter, tree slept, deep and cold, through wind and rain and snow, and as the sun began to warm, new leaf began to grow. He was woken up one morning, and knew it must be spring, for as he stretched his new leaves to the sun, birds began to sing. Well, that's how Tree got his bird. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the other poems and the short story about Ifty. If you have any comments, then obviously you can comment on the site. And if you like them, please click the like button. So this is uh, Bill signing off from Children's Hour. And I will see you again soon. Bye.